Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore all the different avenues of the great Disney universe. So this week, after months of not doing it, we're getting back to our touring touring park series, I guess if you can call it that, uh, and we're heading to Disneyland this time. And we have brought back our first guest, and now he's our second guest as well, so we're welcoming Rick back with us. And to help Thank us you. to help us out because he is a California native and also a frequent Disneyland visitor. So himself and uh, Jessica are going to kind of be taking the lead on this. Uh, Milford's with us tonight, and Adrian as well. And Milford is the only one other uh, trooper with us tonight that has been to Disneyland and fairly recent. It was back in March, I believe, right, Milford? Yep, March. Okay, so he's got a St. Patrick's Day to be specific. <laughs> And he remembered that, that he was there on St. Patrick's Day, which means he didn't drink enough. <laughs> so I was wearing well, my kilt. he was kilt. in Disneyland. I, I was wearing my kilt, too. How could I not remember That's that? true. I saw the pictures. <laughs> uh, so Adrian and I will uh, probably remain somewhat silent. Yeah, right. Well, you know, as much as we can. Well, but no, that doesn't. I'm happen. totally taking the like, going to be taking notes the whole time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> before we get started, I just I know uh, we were speaking beforehand, and I just wanted to mention it for the sake of because of what we're doing. Uh, I had asked Jessica because she had brought it up, saying that it's it's going to be somewhat difficult to think of just being in Disneyland for just in Disneyland Park for a day because the way that Disneyland and California Adventure are set up, you can literally walk between the two in between fast passes or major e-ticket attractions between both parks. So uh, I had mentioned to her if, her if her and Rick felt that it was it'd be better served to do both parks together because that's of the norm of how people do it, then that's fine. But I think we kind of decided we can, you could probably, you can definitely spend a full day in Disneyland park between streetmosphere entertainment and, and sit down eating and shows parades, as well as the actual attractions in there. So we're going to stick with that for this episode, just to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes of, so it seems like we're much more prepared than we are, <laughs> than maybe it comes out to for everybody. So it's all so, of course. That's right. It's all yeah. <laughs> Behind the facade of this innocent-looking bookstore. Um, <laughs> so you show up to uh, the entrance to Disneyland Park, and what do we do? Jess, you want to go first? Sure, unless you'd like to go first. I don't mind jumping in. Um, all right, go for it. Times um, it's. My wife and my daughter and myself, 
And um, as we were talking about earlier, we're about, without traffic, we're about 30 minutes away. We've been pass holders for many, 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 many years. So a lot of times our trips are just kind of like, oh, hey, why don't we go down a couple days from now, you know, go, go after work, go after my daughter gets out of school, whatever. But we, uh, we get down there uh, and we'll walk into the park. And my favorite thing to do is to start off by walking past the firehouse, which, as you guys all know, uh, Walt's apartment is above the firehouse. So we like to uh, walk by and kind of give Walt a at. I've been hearing uh, from other friends like, like Todd Haran that other people do the same thing. And thanks, Walt, you made here for us. Sometimes the, uh, the firehouse band will be out there in front playing, and I love to just stand and listen to them for a while. Uh, and sometimes go across uh, to the other side of Town Square and catch Mr. Lincoln and uh, look around in the Disney Gallery. Just some real great stuff to look at. And then we make our, our way down Main Street, you know, maybe get a little snack or some, some water or something. And I always like to go to the castle because one of my favorite things to do is to go across the drawbridge and just stand there and listen to Jiminy Cricket uh, sing When You Wish Upon a Star. That's one of the things that tells me I'm at Disneyland. But that gets us down Main Street. How about you, Jess? I think that's so interesting because I actually do the opposite when I'm going down Main Street. I like to come in on the right side by Mr. Lincoln. Um, there's I don't know why I started doing that. I think just because when I'm leaving the park, I like to go by the apartment. And usually it's it's dark enough that the lamp is lit up that's supposed to represent like his spirit. And I just kind of stop for a minute. So when I come in, I usually I start on the right side um, and I go down by where Mr. Lincoln is. And I, I do like to pop in the gallery in the morning, but sometimes it's kind of tricky because people are in line to meet a character first thing. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of crowd weaving that you have to do. But I don't usually start my morning by going through the drawbridge. I kind of decide either I'm going to head over to Frontierland or start in Tomorrowland. But I totally agree with you that there's one point in the day where you have to cross the drawbridge and listen to When You Wish Upon a Star. It's kind of a, a must do. So I'm with you on that one. Cool. Cool. I was as a just as a reference point. I'm looking at a map of Disneyland now because it's the only reference I've had since I've never been there. So I'm assuming the train station is split like Disney World. Like there's the centerpiece, and then you can walk to the right or the left underneath the tunnels. Yep. Correct. Okay. At Walt Disney World for myself, I know we're not talking about it, but just because I think it's funny, you both said you go, or at least uh, Jessica said she goes into the right. I always do that, too. I don't know why, but when I enter the park, it doesn't matter which direction I want to head when I get in there. I always have to enter to the right, and I always leave to the left. I don't know why, but it's just one of those things. Right. It's just that's how it happens every time. (laughs) Because, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like, like when we're walking anywhere with the kids like you know say the mall or the grocery store i'm like to the right to the right just like school you know stay to the right so maybe that's what it is i don't know (laughs) it's human nature that's why when i tell people to do disney world you start going towards adventureland frontierland to avoid the massive crowds headed towards tomorrowland yeah i you know i do do that i'm just like entering the park but your nature is to do right yeah. Oh, and it's funny because I'm a lefty, so I usually favor the left. But when I go in, I just got to go on the right. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's funny. Now, is there 
um, before you guys get out of the Main Street area, is there like little um, uh, coffee shop or bakery of some sort of thing, like to grab like, say you were entering the park first thing at park opening, is there like a place to oh, grab yeah. something to eat? Um, oh yeah. Along there's the way? There's two, really. That, well, there's, there's a sit down and then there's two coffee shops. The Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, which is okay. Mary Poppins themed. Okay. And then there's the Market House, which is a Starbucks. Oh. And then right. if you want to sit down, there's the Plaza Inn, I think, does character dining. Yes. And then there's um, Carnation Cafe. Right? Am I missing anything? Yeah. Okay. Nope. You yeah. hit it on the nose. Or, I mean, if you want an early morning ice cream, you could go into the Gibson Girl ice cream. Or ice cream there. <laughs> I like to go for a morning churro sometimes. No judgment. There you go. Hey, I've, I've, had, Mickey, and, I've had Mickey bars and popcorns for breakfast. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> You're on vacation. Yeah. And it's probably a good idea when you get there. Now, we haven't done this. We're not huge fans of corn dogs, but um, that line for corn dogs, have you seen it, Jess? It just gets insane. Oh, at the wagon? Yeah. Yes. All day long. It's all the way down the street. I've heard those are the real yeah. deal, though. Yeah. Those corn dogs yeah. are like, you know, that's the place to have a corn dog. Yeah, yeah. there's a corn dog castle in California Adventure, but it does not yes. really have the same hype as the wagon. I don't know what it is. Because aren't they like, it's like a full corn dog on a stick. Yes. Correct? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We, we have the and little think... nuggets. That's it. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, these are supposed to be awesome. It smells wonderful when you walk by it, but we just have never wanted to take a stab at that line. Yeah, so, me neither. Uh, I've actually never had one from there because I say, oh, forget it. Oh, you think you have to for your blog? I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I have to just say, oh, forget it and That's get right. in the line. You got you to rope drop that mess. <laughs> and in terms of the... The morning, uh, the the good stuff for like a morning breakfast, we usually will try to, if we happen to be there in the morning or earlier in the day, I like going to the Jolly Holiday because of the selection of stuff that they have available. If you want a sandwich, you can get a sandwich or, you know, whatever, or just a, a pastry and the coffees and teas and stuff versus, uh, you know, I don't, we will use the market house if we have to, but usually the lines are huge. And it's you know, like Jess said, it's a it's a Starbucks. Oh uh, right. Not yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. a bad thing, but you right. know, I'd rather yeah. go Jolly Holiday. And get your warm Matterhorn macaroon. There you oh go. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard. You said and it. then watch the hordes of people holding it up in front of the Matterhorn to take a picture instead of eating it. <laughs> oh yeah. Is, is that the thing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you look on Instagram and on the hashtag Matterhorn or it's like half the pictures are just the macaroon in front of the Matterhorn. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Now, See the macaroon thing must be a, a California thing because that I noticed there were macaroons everywhere when we were out there. Oh my Are they God, not really yeah. in Disney World? I, I I've not never that had, I've seen. No, me neither. <laughs> I mean, they they give them to us at the one restaurant there in California Adventure when we were done the Wine Country Trattoria. Mm -hmm. They gave us a whole plateful of them after we wow. were done with our meal. And then there's a booth, there's a couple stands out in uh, their downtown Disney district, and, and then I noticed the ones in, Mad in Disneyland, so. Mm -hmm. And there's all, that other um, kind of a cart-type thing, Jess. You know the one that's over in front of the, um, the royal, uh, where you meet the princesses and stuff? Oh, Maurice's Treats or whatever it's called yes, now? Yes, exactly. And that's got some different stuff that I had never 
you know, really, we've tried it a couple of times, but I still, I'd still rather go to the Jolly Holiday. No, I'm with you. Know. That's probably my go-to spot. Yeah. Nice. Now, is there any sort of, um, any sort of like opening ceremony that they do or some sort of, uh, any little show along Main Street in the early hours of the morning or is that just a Disney World thing? We're honestly never there early enough. We, you know, we would go like, yeah. If there is one, I've somehow managed to miss it every single time I've rope dropped because I have never seen one. The bands will be out playing sometimes, and or if there's no band playing, they'll be blasting music. But there's not the same because I know at Disney World on on the railroad or on the stage or something, there's literally like a welcome show, right? Well, there used to right. be not any. They've they yeah, don't do it at the train station that. anymore. It's right. It's back at the castle. It's back but, at the okay. castle, and it's a little scaled down. I haven't seen the new one yet, but yeah. yeah, it was a big, it was a huge thing at Walt Disney World. So okay. I was just wondering yeah, they if they don't it was, have that. And okay. Disneyland does not have a, a castle stage. Right. So um, when the band plays there or something, they're just standing in the walkway in front of the castle. So gotcha. maybe they don't do it because there's not really space for it. Gotcha. All right, cool. So, uh... yeah, they've usually also got the uh, Disneyland photographers out uh, in full force, um, you know, getting people's pictures as well. So it's it's usually a little busy around that area. Right. Oh yeah, right. and hmm. there's probably ten characters on Main Street to start the day. They're nice. always they go really aggressive with it in the morning. That's what I am most jealous of. For real. I just want to see free roaming characters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> they don't all free roam, but when they do, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I noticed when we were there, it was pretty much anybody without, you know, a full cover costume. You know, so like the stepsisters, the princesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably Peter fa- Pan. Face characters, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah all yeah. the, all the I call them non-furry characters. Right. We're all we're all kind of running around on their own without like what I would call a character captain. Yeah. The princesses oh. pretty much only do when they're walking to their meet and greet, but right. characters like Peter Pan and Alice and the Hatter will just run around all day. But the exception would be Halloween. Um, even like Frollo, who's who's a face mask character, they just roam everywhere. The evil queen, oh, really? the queen of hearts, they're all over the place. Oh, that is an awesome time to experience that and just yes. get as many pictures as you can. We love that. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And they come out before the Halloween party actually starts. So even if you don't have the after hours ticket, you can still see them coming out and, and getting ready. So. Sorry That's for cool. the side question, Jess, but have you been to the Halloween party at DCA or Disneyland or both? I have only been the last couple of years, so that was in Disneyland every time, but I heard a rumor that next year it's going back to DCA. Correct. It is. And that that's the only place we'd ever been is the DCA when it's going back there. And um, just the way they would give you access to the characters for the whole party was phenomenal. I mean, and, and it wasn't even like these long 20-minute lines to, to get up to a character. I mean, it was. there were some, don't get me wrong, like Mickey and Minnie in Halloween garb. Yeah, you're going to wait, but a lot of them you could almost walk up to or wait a couple minutes and jump right in there. That's very cool. I was cool. curious your experience. Yeah. I yes. mean, the Disneyland one is definitely more crowded than that. You do have to wait in line for a character, but they also have the villain parade and all that stuff. So even if you don't get a face-to-face with them you still get to see them so it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. 
And I just like awesome. how they, they use fog machines on the rivers of America so you can barely see them and it's all dark. And Oh, that would be cool. Uh, so really I don't cool. know. Paradise Bay is so much bigger, so I'm not really sure if they could do that in California Adventure, <laughs> but I'd be curious to see what they do now that Cars Land is getting decor. Yeah. Oh, I love and In Cars Land, I love the way they decorate for the holidays, for yeah. Christmas, so I cannot wait to see... I mean, I've read some things, but I can't actually wait to see it in place. Me too. Because that's one me of my too. favorite lands over there. Oh, me too. <laughs> nice. No. All right. Back so, in the land. Yeah, back in the land. So, yeah, sorry for the <laughs> No, no, hey, no, no, no worries. Uh, so then where's where's next? Where's uh, Do we go right or do we go left? Or do you go straight down the middle? <laughs> it, depends, it depends on the day, really. Yeah. So, Rick, I'll let you pick. Okay, for for us, my favorite is always going to be Haunted Mansion. So checking the app to see what the line is like. But I love spending time over in New Orleans Square. Um, so that's usually where we head to. Um, if Haunted Mansion is too long, we'll just kind of walk around through New Orleans uh, Square and look in the shops and stuff and um, walk through Frontierland, uh, you know, maybe get a mint julep. If the line's not too long for the train, <laughs> we'll see now that it's running again. Uh, we would hop on the train there and go for a ride around the park. But if I can get into the Haunted Mansion, I got to go see my friend Hattie <laughs> and see how he's doing. <laughs> that's that's my favorite. And I, I'm sure with you guys, too, You certain attractions, like for me, Haunted Mansion, as soon as you walk in the door, you've got all the feels, the <clears throat> smells, the sights, yep. the sounds. And uh, it just takes me back to when I was, you know, seven years old. And uh, that's that it will always be my favorite. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll do that. And um, sometimes the lines will really kind of surprise you. Um, there are times when we've gone over there and there's no line in that long queue area, Jess, behind the house, behind the mansion. And you just walk straight up to the front door right near the hearse. Yep. And there's other times when you walk past the pet cemetery and then just take like that first curve and then you go straight back. And again, you're right up at the mansion. So it's kind of a hit and miss. And sometimes it's maybe it's when uh, electrical parade or some parade is going on. But I always feel uh, very happy when uh, <laughs> when I hit one of those times. Oh, yeah. How about absolutely. you? Yeah. If, if I'm starting on that side of the park in the morning, the first thing I do usually is kind of beeline for Big Thunder Mountain. Mm. And then I'll go back to the end of... New Orleans Square, Critter Country, and then work my way back toward Adventureland. So I'll do the Haunted Mansion and Pirates. I love Tarzan's Treehouse, so I have to go in the Treehouse. Um, and then it, I maybe will grab a Fast Pass for Indiana Jones or go on if the line's not too long. Um, New Orleans Square is my favorite land in the park, so it's mm -hmm. one that I go back to several times a day, especially mm -hmm. at night because it's just kind of quiet and it's all lit yes. up really cool. Um, yes. So it, it really, I'm very impatient because I have the fortune of being able to go fairly often. So I really don't like waiting in the lines and I'd rather just hang out in the land and explore it than be standing in a line. Mm -hmm. um, but if in an ideal world where the lines aren't too bad and I can get on everything, that would be my strategy would be to kind of start back by Critter Country and work my way over toward Adventureland. But 
Um, I agree. The Haunted Mansion, there's just something... And Pirates, too, about the yes. smell and the way the air just feels when you step in that you just kind of go, ah, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pirates Absolutely. is my favorite ride at the resort, so that's one I'll do three times a day. <clears throat> if I can. Now, here's a question for you. For um, the Tarzan Treehouse, formerly our Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, um, you, you know the little bit of... Uh, the little bit of nostalgia they popped in there for us, right? Yeah, the, not the record player, the, what do you call it? The gramophone. Gramophone, yes. Yeah. And Plays there's the Mrs. Kapolka. Potts and Chipper at the bottom, too. Yay, Swiss Kapolka. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was, um, when I was growing up, my dad would literally, we'd get to Disneyland, and uh, he would say, I'm here sitting in the top of the treehouse listening to the to the organ music, Come back and meet me here in like three hours. <laughs> nice. And that's where he would spend most of his time at Disneyland. And my friends and I are, you know, my mom and I would go off and do whatever we were going to do and come back. And there he is listening to the Swiss Capolka. <laughs> On an endless that's loop. awesome. <laughs> yes. So that's, I was so thankful when they included that as, you know, a little nod to, the, to all of us who remember the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Because honestly, guys, I still miss it. Well, you got to come out to the East Coast, and it's still there. You got it. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll be there tomorrow. So nice. So let me uh, question, and I'm just realizing this now because as I'm looking at, at the map, you cannot walk completely around this park in a circle. I could see. So it's for now. Uh... Well, because you get up to where Splash Mountain is and the Hungry Bear Restaurant, and then it's all water. Like you can't go. You have to like double back around up towards. Uh, Big Thunder, like Jessica when said. When Star Wars Land opens, it will complete the circle. Is but that where Star now, is that right. where Star Wars Land is going to be? Off in that left corner? No, it's yes. going to be behind. Well, it's going to be behind where Thunder Mountain is, but there'll be a trail that connects it. Okay. So it'll it'll be it'll complete the circle around the rivers of America. But right now, you. you're absolutely right. You have to go back down and around. Okay, it's just so weird because it's it's like. All the parks, except for the studios, more or less, maybe when the two new lands are somewhat of a circle. Animal Kingdom is, but it isn't. It's separated by Discovery Island. But when you get into the main part over the bridge where the Tree of Life is, it is more or less a circle. And Epcot obviously is, and the Magic Kingdom is. So it's just it's just strange looking at it. I'm like, oh, wow, you can't, you have to, you get yourself up in that corner and you got to head back around to go... You know, to go to the rest of the park. It's just weird to look at because, like I said, it's it's strange layout to me because I've not been there. But yeah, well, it really to... only it only works because Critter Country is so small, so it never has huge traffic. But I'm, right, I mean, it's it's definitely it doesn't make sense when you think about Disney's paying attention to crowd flow the way that they do. It seems right. like a weird a weird choice. So I'm glad that it's being remedied with with Star Wars Land. Yeah, I never thought that made sense. Because that's what I was thinking, like crowd flow. I'm like, I don't know which areas of the park are more busy than the rest, but I know uh, in, in Magic Kingdom that that corridor where Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain is is just a it's just very it's just a very very busy area. Because Thunder Mountain is kind of up in a corner and that's like a dead end where you come out of Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain you gotta go down a little set of stairs and off to the left a little bit but that's a it's a crazy area right there it's just it's very and a lot of people just hang out there because they watch the 
the flumes come down and and water used to shoot water used to shoot over the bridge until everybody got all complainy about it so now they don't do it anymore but <laughs> but that was always fun for unsuspecting people trying to watch their party come down and the the log flume would get into the briar patch and the water cannon would just fire a shot of water over the bridge <laughs> and everybody you wouldn't get soaked but you would get it was you know when it's 100 degrees out it was nice i mean they were nice yeah. they they wouldn't do it in the winter and in the colder months but I, yeah. They they just don't do it anymore at all. So I guess enough people must have complained as usual. Well, we're lucky in that our our Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain are on opposite sides of the Rivers of America, mm-hmm. yeah. so you really don't have crowding of two e-ticket attractions at once. Yeah, that's because nice. in that back corner, it's just Splash Mountain, Winnie the Pooh, and the canoes. So it's it's right. pretty quiet, and, and who that's the hell why is it's running okay. to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Sometimes there's I was a line. Say. I get. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it's the weirdest <laughs> ride, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, I just hate but ours guys, because it took Mr. Toad away. So. Oh, I would hate <laughs> it too. Then one, nobody can touch no. my Mr. Toad. No, no. <laughs> no. And Jess, you know, but you know this about uh, <clears throat> about the uh, Winnie the Pooh ride that at a certain point because uh, they're using. What used to be our old Country Bear Jamboree. Yes. And guys, tell me if you've if you've heard this. As you go from the Heffalumps and Woozles room, if you look up immediately and behind you, they have Max Buff and Melvin still mounted on the wall up there. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's yeah, hard I to see because it goes pretty fast, but they're they're up really there fast. watching you. Yeah, the the nod, the the nod they did for us is they have a picture. I forget. I've I've ridden Pooh once when it first opened. I, my kids were not Winnie the Pooh fans, so I mean, they've been on it. But uh, you know, it's not a, a must do for us when we go. Uh, mostly because of my hang up with it. <laughs> but I know <laughs> that there is a, a portrait of. Mr. Toad handing the deed to Owl, which just yes. rages me even more. So <laughs> I know it's supposed to be a nod, but to me, it's not a nod. It's like a big middle finger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Well, I heard they claimed eminent domain on it. So, yeah. you know, where could they go with that? <laughs> but um, I will say back on uh, what Jess was saying. The new trail going into Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, what is has, has been a little bit shocking to me and maybe just to you as well and others, when you would walk towards Bear Country or Critter Country now, <clears throat> all you would see is these beautiful, beautiful trees. You couldn't see anything outside of the world of the park. And uh, when they started working on Star Wars, they took down a bunch of the trees so mm-hmm. that as you would walk towards Critter Country, you could actually see the big parking structure across the street. And yeah. so I'm hoping that they get some trees back in there because um, it it's what used to allow you to completely feel isolated from the outside world. And so I don't really like seeing outside the park at that point, to be honest with you. Well, no, I agree. Especially I've there. Seen- yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures on social media of people on the train, and it looks like they've planted new trees to kind of repl- replace the view line, but they're still small, so it'll probably take a couple of years for it to hmm. build up again. But I, I agree, because that is a- an area that's so small that if it doesn't completely enclose you, it feels 
like it's it's next to the parking lot because it's right up yes. against the edge. So they really Bingo. have to be careful with with making you feel like you're still in the park and you're in a forest and not oh we tried to cram this in the back corner. I agree. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, m- maybe they'll hang a giant scrim of trees until they grow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're laughing because it's true it is very true <laughs> that's what we uh, see on our uh, on our tram ride from the parking lot you don't have real hedges there are trees and some bushes but we have these huge scrims that have leaves printed on them <laughs> so you pegged it you absolutely pegged it i tell you yeah. i mean for, i mean those things are annoying to look at when Main Street was under all the huge refurb and everything. And those scrims were on every facade as they did one one by one, starting with the confectionery and the bakery and the uh, the ice cream shop and right up the whole uh, right side of Main Street. But damn, they have those things down to a science because they look exactly like what was there, just not three dimensional. Yes. But it's, it's it's amazing how they can print that on one seamless. Maybe there is a scene, but if there is, you can't see it. But it's just, they're so, like, spot on. It's it's ridiculous. But they probably use the same technology that they use for the projection mapping on the castle, I would imagine. So Probably so. Anyway, before we go way off topic. All right, so... All right, so then you're... So, got your, got your mountains and kind of the left side of, I guess, the park. Um... Except Adventureland. Except Adventureland, right. right. So then, so now, I guess my other question is, uh, listening to both of you, what you said, you kind of went in a little bit separate de- uh, directions, and it seems like, I guess my, ne- I think the point of me noticing that it wasn't a circle is, so there's no, you don't start on one side and work your way all the way around. It sounds like if you want to no. go to, no. if you were at Splash Mountain and you wanted to head over to Space Mountain, you're like, ah, oh, the hell with it, I'll just go over to Space Mountain. You know, it's not like you don't work your way. And I got to say, I don't, my family, we usually don't generally go around in a circle either now. I mean, when the kids were young, we used to because we're pushing strollers. But now that my older two are 12 and a half and 10, and we kind of let them kind of plan, they'll do that. They're like, okay, we're all the way over at Pirates. And okay, let's go to Space Mountain now. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cross the whole friggin' park now, you know, but, and it's, yeah. and realistically, it's not that far. It doesn't take you that long. It's not like Epcot, so it's, it's not a huge walk, but it just seems that, that seems to be more normal in Disneyland to really bounce around, like, almost in a star pattern, more than any sort of a coherent touring plan. I, I don't, that's, that's what I get, like, listening to Jessica over the past uh, year when we were talking about, you know, differences between and how she would go around. It just, it just, I know Adrian probably he's like ah <laughs> because... it's very inefficient the way that I go right. around the park <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for inefficient <laughs> but for the the way see things change for us as RJ you've experienced too with kids and Jess it, it kind of changes as your your child gets older we have one daughter who's 13 now so we don't spend a whole lot of time back in, in uh, fantasy land right um Mom and uh, mom and daughter know that Daddy loves to go on Haunted Mansion, and I love to go on Pirates. And, and another huge favorite of mine is the Tiki Room. So <clears throat> they know that Daddy will be happy as long as he gets to go on his Haunted Mansion and his Tiki Room at a minimum. And then it's like whatever else you guys want to do, I'm golden. Just let me get on those two. Let me go sing like the birdies singing. I'm a happy camper. That's, that, sound, <laughs> that sounds like me. 
That sounds like me. Let me have my few that I really, really want to do, and then after that, I'm I'm cool because I've gone more than them. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on yes. that. And for the tiki room, a big thing for me. And Jess, tell me what how you feel about this. I love going and watching the pre-show with all of the tikis the that uh, you know tell you the story of each tiki. And my favorite yes. one is Maui, the god of time. Mm-hmm. And I will actually wait out for the next. Uh, actual tiki room show to, to begin just so I can see that pre-show because that's like my it, it's not a complete experience to me unless I do the pre-show and then the tiki room no I like it too I can't remember which god it is but the one where you're you're sitting on the bench and then the flowers come down on top of Tongaroa. you Tongaroa yes. yes I I love to try to snag a spot on that bench so that they just kind of fall around me it's really cool and you know whose voice that is no that is the voice of Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, nice. Who is, um, you, people know him also as Tony <laughs> the, the Tiger. The really? Grinch. Yes. And wow. he also provides the voice of Fritz in the Tiki Room. Yes, The parrot he does. Fritz. No kidding. And That's so also, cool. I think, I'm trying to remember which voice to see. Maybe RJ will know because it's Pirates. He also provides uh, some pirate voices, I believe. I think Maybe he it's was... the auctioneer. Uh, I don't think he had a specific voice. He definitely sung on the vocal track. Um, I know in, in ours, after the auctioneer scene, there's when you're getting into where they're burning the town or chasing the ladies, there's the three pirates on the left, the two men and a woman. Mm-hmm. He, he is one of those as, as a singing voice. Uh, he's a singing voice of one of the busts in the Haunted Mansion. Correct, because that was um, the Mellow Man ghost, who The Mellow Man, yes. Um, he's done numerous things. Uh, his voice is very recognizable, besides Disney stuff. Yes. He's, you know, he, obviously he was the Grinch. Uh, he had a part in the Brave Little Toaster, for those of you who remember those movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's, he's very prominent. You can definitely hear, uh, you can tell when it's his voice. <laughs> that very, very deep, like Vincent Price, creepy voice. Right. And it's, it's fun, too, and, and you guys probably all do the same thing, too, when you're in an attraction, to try and pick out those specific voices and uh, just enjoy, you know, oh, my God, this is what this person contributed. And it's still, like with the Tiki Room, you know, uh, still going on, you know, almost 60 years, you know, later. It's just amazing what they've done with, the, uh, with some of these uh, voice characters. Yeah, I think that's... <clears throat> one of the things I'm looking forward to most when I when I get there, when I ever get out to Disney on is A, to see the original full show and that pre-show because the pre-show we have out here is kind of it's been changed, I don't remember what the original one was as a kid uh, I think it was very similar to Disneyland's mm-hmm. but they've kind of uh, it's funny, I like it, but I know it's not the original one, It's you got two toucans that are kind of going back and forth and making fun of a safari and it's like a little story and it's funny. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, it's 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 well done, but I don't. You know, people don't uh, typically pay much attention to the to the pre-show for ours, and I'm extremely glad that it is back to some form of the original. It is a cut-down version, but I'm I'm happy it's 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 back. So the Tiki Room, the original Enchanted Tiki Room, I can't wait to see, and um, all all of Fantasyland out there because your Fantasyland wins by a million times <laughs> to the fantasy land <laughs> of the magic kingdom number one because it still has mr toad 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jess, do you remember? You're probably younger than I am, so you may not remember the original Fantasyland with the flat facades. I never experienced it, but I have seen many pictures of it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I love looking back at old pictures and seeing the placement of things and and when the uh, the teacups weren't where they are located now because they didn't used to be right next to the Alice in Wonderland attraction. Right. They were they squished were in between. I can't even imagine how tight that must have been. Oh, wow. yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> must have been but awful. The, but the uh, the galleon that was there, Captain Hook's galleon, it was the chicken of the sea ship. That was awesome with oh, Skull really? Rock behind it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's if you cool. go back by Dumbo, there are still pieces of Skull Rock built into yes. the, the back of the berm, actually. It's kind of cool. They had yes. a whole pirate ship there, Rick? They had yes. And ship? Oh, that's cool. I got uh, the pictures whole of that. ship. And if you look, RJ, in uh, at Euro Disney, well, I still call it Euro Disneyland. Yeah. Um, if you look at Disneyland Paris, uh-huh. they my understanding is they took our old galleon from there, from our front, fam, uh, sorry, Fantasyland, and they brought it to France and they put it in front of the pirates area there with a the skull rock. Oh, nice! I'll have to uh, I'll have to look at pictures. That's very interesting. That's very yeah, interesting. I'll, yeah, I'll, I know nothing. I'll remember uh, to send you. Yeah, no, I, I, I really know nothing other than the basic history of Disneyland about, you know, changes and attractions, uh, uh, popular attractions that left I know about, but as stuff that you were just mentioned, I had no idea about. So I'm, I'm very uneducated about Disneyland for sure. Um, I, I'm, there's a lot I'm still learning and trying to read about Walt Disney World and just the Disney company in general, but definitely Disneyland I have not very much knowledge of at all. So this is all fascinating to me. Oh, very cool. Well, get out here. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Jess I know. and I will take you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm just a couple more but years. I let my five-year-old get a little bit older, and then, then we'll make the trek. <laughs> but that's kind of like me with Disney World, guys, because I was there in 76. Then I was there in 82 for the opening, grand opening of Epcot Center. Yep. And then I wasn't back until 87, and then, like, again in 89, something like that. And then 2000, uh, so... I have not been there for, you know, 17 years, so I'd have a lot of catching up to do. How did I not run into you? I was there all those years as well. <laughs> Except for seven. And I was walking around with a sign that said, RJ, hey. <laughs> well, 76, I was born, so you wouldn't have seen me then. But, <laughs> but all those other years, I w- all those other years, we were definitely there at some point. <laughs> um, cool. uh, uh, so, yeah, it's... It, uh, We'll, whatever you want to know about uh, Disneyland, we'll, Jess and I will catch you up on it in Milford. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, right. I'll try. But, um, <laughs> so, for us then, you know, my daughter loves to go on, I love to go on uh, Indiana Jones. We'll try and catch that. The Jungle Cruise here always has a huge line, so, you know, we'll catch that if we can get in in a reasonable time. Right. Um, but otherwise, uh, we kind of leave. We stay on that side of the park for the most part until evening, and then we'll go over and try and get on Star Tours and uh, Space Mountain and uh, uh, Astro Blasters, Autopia, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So before you go further with that, this is all pretend, like what we're doing. <laughs> so I can't think of the right word. Um, so at this point. 
people have to be getting hungry? Where where would where would it be? Would you? Is there like a? I know, neither park. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Disneyland is has more sit down restaurants than the Magic Kingdom does. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I know there's the Blue Bayou and others like that. But so for lunch, is there is there, is there a quick serve place that's like a go to place that's just a walk up counter service? Do you go to a a sit-down uh, place to, to have lunch or you just kind of keep on the move type so what, what would be like a in a normal day what you guys would do you and jessica for for us i love to just I, to actually sit down someplace it's usually buffeteria style and if we're over in uh the new orleans square area um our family loves lunch market and that's where you'll often see the Royal Street Bachelors forming. Um, They're so good. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. There's nothing They're... better than sitting there and enjoying. You could see the see the river, listen to that live jazz, and the food there is really good too. Okay. Um, if we're, uh, that's we'll do that for lunch or dinner. Um, if we want to grab a quicker snack, then we'll go to the Bengal Barbecue, but the line's usually really long there. Um, and then, uh, Jess, how do you feel about Casa Zocalo, the Mexican place? I have not had very many meals there, but I love their tres leches cake. So a lot of times I'll just grab dessert and sit there because the patio is so beautiful. And there's a lot yes. of times mariachi playing. Yes. Um, it's oh, nice. not one of my go-tos for lunch necessarily. Not for any particular reason, just because I have other favorites, but I love to go there and just hang out for a little bit. If I need to get off my feet and sit and regroup, that is where I will go. Because you can usually find a quiet table. If you sit inside, it's just got a really great ambiance with a little, uh, there's a little fountain inside and they've got all these beautiful little lanterns on the ceiling. So it's got just a really nice, quiet atmosphere. Yeah. If you hit the timing right, we love to go and sit on the outside patio because the fireworks are almost above you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, so, that's, that's where I like awesome to go to watch spot. the fireworks. Mm-hmm. And I like sitting on yeah. the outdoor patio, too, because um, the back wall, if, if anybody went to Disneyland when it was the original mine train and the the more quaint town before Big Thunder Mountain came. Um, the Ridge. Yes, Rainbow Ridge. That original town is still in the patio. The wall is there. So you can see where the Mineral Hall building was. And you kind of feel like you're in an even more old-fashioned place than just walking through Frontierland. So it's just kind of a... If you're a history buff for Disneyland stuff, mm-hmm. it's a very cool place to be because you're almost like stepping into history or something. Because, guys, this, oh, really this cool. restaurant sits... It, now, it's been there forever. It was Casa de Fritos for many years. Um, and it's nice. supposedly, just tell me if you've heard this too, uh, supposedly that's where the actual tortilla chip, the Fritos chip, was actually created. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that too. I've heard that's what I, I've heard that as well. And it's it, <laughs> Doritos, I guess it Doritos. was. Right? I don't know which one of them. <laughs> Some Doritos. An orange that. chip. Like the, the fried. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's right up <laughs> against um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and that's where not only mine train through Nature's Wonderland, but also the mule train ride, both loaded in that area. So I, I agree with you 100%, Jess. It is very historic to sit there and think about what was there before. And if you uh, go out the back way from Rancho del Zocalo, you can also cut through the Fantasy Fair. 
which is kind of fun. Yes. All of a sudden, you're in fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. So now, after uh, being on, seems like, that left side of the park, now you're getting back into, like, I guess I'll call it the main area. The middle. Fantasyland is probably, yeah. And, you know, in both parks, Fantasyland seems to be, as far as children-wise goes, that's, like, the place where kids want to be yeah. that's where yeah. all the you know that's where the greatest concentration of attractions is it seems like in both parts. yes so um so we'll sometimes we we like to go on it's a small world but it's usually just like uh we're using <clears throat> Fantasyland mainly as a thoroughfare um you know when my daughter was smaller we'd go on more of the stuff there i like to go on mr toad i like to go on uh you know basically i like all of them but we don't concentrate a lot of time there. It's mainly, right. you know, <clears throat> my side of the park and then the stuff that my daughter loves on the other side of the park. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But so now for somebody like me who would be going there first time, it's all of them. You kind of got to hit everything. Yes, definitely. In Fantasyland. Yeah, because there's very little overlap with, with the Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland. Right. And even if there was, I would be interested in, in seeing what the difference, if there if there is a difference. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's really any carbon copies, to my knowledge, besides the uh, Ariel. Well, but is that in Magic in, Kingdom or is that in, in DCA? Hellboy Adventure? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, all right. So then that's not even in the same park. Okay. Right. All right. <coughs> and the interesting thing they did, um, again, if you go back in some Disneyland history was the Storybook Land Canal Boats, as they are today and as they have been for many, many years, was actually something a little bit different. Walt originally planned it, because he loved miniatures, as more of just a ride through some of the um, miniatures of the famous cities of the world. And it ended up turning into, you know, all Disney-based IP, you know, as you go through. And then um, one thing that I found fascinating was if you guys look at our Casey Jr. Circus train, there's one area where there's a hill that kind of looks like a patchwork quilt, and it's made up of different uh, types of plants and flowers and stuff. The original idea was that was going to be a giant from Gulliver's Travels. It was going to be Gulliver laying underneath a quilt, and it was going to have, oh, wow. uh, I believe, a head coming out one end and the feet coming out the other end. But all that survived of that concept was just this patchwork quilt over the top of the hill. So there's a lot of fun little uh, historical pieces that, you know, uh, you can pick up here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Fantasyland is great. I do love going through Sleeping Beauty's Castle through the walkthrough. How about you, Jeff? <gasps> That's a must-do for me every single time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you've you've said that multiple times on here, and that that just makes me want to check it out even more because our castle is, you walk, you literally walk through it, but there's nothing to do anymore. There's there's a stupid bibbity bobbity boutique is in there now. The mosaic is beautiful that's on the wall. If you can, there's just so much traffic that moves through it. It's hard to, you know, really take it in because you can't stand back and look at it because there's too many people walking. And they've got all that construction back there right right now. And now it's all a mess, right? But I mean. Back in the day, that used to be an awesome little store that sold one-of-a-kind, like, medieval-type yes. things. Actual, like, swords and little daggers. And I, the letter opener that I still have, I bought from there. It's like a heavy-duty 
it could be a weapon if it wanted to be, but it's a it's a nice heavy letter opener, and it's probably about a foot long with a nice. It looks like a sword, mm-hmm. and they had really cool stuff in there. And then the the waiting area for what used to be King Stephen's Royal Banquet mm-hmm. Hall before it was Cinderella's Royal Table was there, and then you took the elevator up. So it was less crazy now that it turned into the the makeup place it's just like a zoo in there constantly so you really don't get that much enjoyment walking through our castle so ours jessica has just described multiple times what it is to walk through there and i'm just fascinated by it and i i can't wait to see that either because that sounds like it's really really cool the only two iterations i remember inside the castle uh because we have a shop on each side as you walk through and the one on the well if you're walking towards the castle on the right for a period of time, it was the Castle Candy Shop, and um, then after that, it became the Heraldry Shop, which was fantastic. And it did have some of that kind mm. of stuff you're talking about, RJ. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, from knights and stuff like that, and it was really cool. Yeah. And the other side for a while was our Christmas shop, and oh, that okay. was a really neat atmosphere to be in the castle in the Christmas shop. Um I think I mentioned to you guys when we talked the last time, one of the D23 panels that I went to was all about the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. And it's just amazing. It On our castle, apparently at one point, you could actually walk outside of the castle building onto the the roof or like a patio area, and then you would go back inside. Um, but oh wow! Just amazing the pictures and stuff that they showed, and um, how the most recent uh, when they most recently redid all of the vignettes through the castle, they really went back in time to what it was originally, but they also added technological aspects to it that made it so much more incredible. Do you rem- gotcha. do you remember the older one, Jess, when it was more like the Barbie dolls and stuff in there? I never saw that version. Yeah, it, it was okay, but it, you know, you felt like you were walking through American Girl or something. Uh, yeah, at least that's I never what I saw felt. that one. Yeah, that one uh, wasn't as good, at least in the way I'm remembering it. But the, the new version is just fantastic. Yeah, I've heard the <laughs> Disneyland Paris one is pretty cool, too. That I guess it's oh. it's much bigger and there's a whole inner balcony or something. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, have we, you we been? Were, yeah, we went for the grand opening of Euro Disney. Wow. Um, my wife, myself, and a very dear friend of mine for many years, Ninth Rook, uh, on Twitter, he, he does a podcast, Who Knew Podcast, and the three of us went to the opening of Euro Disney, and uh, the castle there and the Tenier du Dragon, the dragon's lair underneath, breathtaking. That's another whole, <laughs> that's a whole episode right there talking about Euro Disney. But yeah, it's amazing. And that castle is based more on the Ivan Earl style and everything versus, you know, ours, uh, the new Schwanstein castle that ours was based on. And, but yeah, amazing stuff about the castle. I'll share with you guys more of the pictures that I got um, from the, the D23 panel on, uh, on our castle. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess Toon. So I guess you don't. Uh, being that your daughter's older, I guess you don't head much into Toontown, or you just kind of. Uh, if we're with walk around up there. Yeah, if we're with friends, we'll go into. Uh, some of our closest friends have a seven-year-old, 
And so she still likes to go on Gadget's Go Coaster and go through Minnie's house and Mickey's house. And we enjoy that just from the aspect of taking pictures with Mickey and Minnie. Um, right. The hard thing is, guys, that and, and we do like Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, but the line is often pretty long. Is what we found. Yeah. Um, okay. But um, <laughs> a fun story is years ago when they used to do these really great pass holder events, they actually allowed us one year at the pass holder event to do a walkthrough on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. No way. Oh wow. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Um, on another year, they did a backstage tour of um, Country Bear Jamboree. And oh, wow. another time it was, uh, we got to walk, uh, we got to ride um, uh, Splash, not Splash Mountain, Space Mountain with the lights on. But before that, we got oh, to walk really? through Mission Control. That oh, is nice. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, they used to do really fantastic pass holder events, and it was worth going to just for whatever they were going to let you walk through or see behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got some pictures I'll share with you guys of me, you know, my wife and I 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, where we're standing next to the Bears and Country Bear Jamboree. And, uh, oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, That's really cool. So, so what is is that is that a gadget coaster? Uh, is that similar to like the Barnstormer, bingo, like Wild Mouse type thing? Yeah, you hit it on the nose. Okay. <laughs> and cool. They used to have the Jolly Trolley. Do you remember that one, Jess? That well, they kind of have it. It's just cheating a little because it's parked. But <laughs> yeah, I never went on yeah. it. I think my first trip to Disneyland that I remember was probably like 2011, so I didn't get to go on it. Okay. It's they had this great little trolley that would take you from one end of Toontown to the other, and they had it set up so that it had a <laughs> it would rock back and forth and forward and backwards and left and right, and uh, it went on a curvy <laughs> track, so you really felt like you were having this kind of weird trolley ride. Uh, but I guess it was too dangerous having something moving and, you know, moving through the area with so many people, plus the fact that it was moving in all those different gyrations that uh, now they just have it parked, like Jess said. Oh, so that's uh, the one that's parked in the middle of Toon Yeah. Toontown. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought it looked truck. like that actually worked at some time, but... It did. Yeah, cool. Toontown... When it opened, Toontown was really pretty amazing, guys. Really amazing. A lot of interactive stuff that some of it's um, not working as well anymore as it used to. You know, they just... Uh, but it's it's still it's a great, you know, cute little place to go and walk around. But we don't get back there very much unless we're there with friends that have, uh, have little ones. We do love going into Small World. And uh, that was, uh, you know, so we try to get in there if the line's not too horrible. And uh, just to relax and <laughs> get it, get some air conditioning for a while and just enjoy the, the classic attraction. Yeah, well, that's like a rite of passage. You kind of have to do it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I, the song doesn't bother me. It doesn't get stuck in my head. And even if it does, it's not the worst thing in the world. There's worse crap that's on the radio <laughs> that I do. <laughs> <laughs> that I'd rather not hear than Small World 172 times. So I I always have. And then once my kids were born and bringing them in there 
And I just remember for all three of them, that being the one that, because all my kids were under a year old the first time they went to Disney World. So they've been, uh, yeah, we just brought them, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that I remember being the, the, one of the only attractions they could really go on and enjoy anyway, as you know, six month olds and 10 months olds, but just because there's so much going on, just watching them yes. in that attraction was like that. Those are things that I will never forget. And that just gave the attraction a deeper meaning for me, other than just being like, Oh, it's a small world. It's classic. It's from the world's fair. It's, you know, been the same, you know, everything you know still to this day and i've been on that a hundred times i still feel like i see things that i've not seen before oh i agree just be me my eyes playing tricks on you or there's just so much going on you can't you kind of got to choose a side to look at as you're going through the thing because you can't you can't keep bouncing left right left right left right but watching my kids just look all over the place at that age when everything like their you know their sensor all their senses are coming together like their eyesight's really getting honed in at six months old. They're, they're smelling things. They're just like, just mouths open and eyes wide open and just like everything just like is wow to them. So that, that will always have a deep meaning for me. And even now that they're getting to be teenagers, it just, it still doesn't matter. I just still, that's what I think about when I go on that, on that ride. And that'll probably never leave me as a parent. No, that's, it makes all the difference in the world when you're seeing it through your kid's eyes And then also, like you mentioned, I'm so happy you did, when you think about the history of an attraction and this coming from the 64-65 World's Fair, and when you think about the fact that Walt was already working on three other attractions and UNICEF and Pepsi wanted, wanted something and they threw this together, believe it or not, and I think, what was it, maybe Jess knows, like nine months or something? Yeah, it wasn't a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. No. And just amazing what they came up with and the art of Mary Grant, her her incredible style and her design work, you know, um, working with uh, Alice Davis on putting together all this amazing costuming. I mean, there's uh, yep. it's it's just amazing to, to even think of what they were able to do. You know, and now yep. it takes years and years to put one attraction together. But back then, hey, oh, I know. <laughs> let's get it together and knock it out. <laughs> Yeah, and look at it. I mean, it's, you know, and it's been there for 50-plus years. Yes, sir. Um, now, one that I still do miss, and I don't – this was already gone, Jess, I think, by the time that you would have started going, was the motorboat cruise. Yeah, um, a lot of people told – when I did a blog post about it, I got a lot of people saying how much they missed it. It seems like it was a big fan favorite. Yes, it was a great little – it was basically an autopia with boats. And, um, oh, and cool. so it was like this little lagoon area that was literally just <clears throat> separated from the submarine lagoon with a wall. And um, at one point they changed it into the gummy bears, something or other. <laughs> you know, like, eh, well. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but the little motorboat cruise, that was just a lot of fun. It was on a chain, on a track. And all you had to do, like the Utopia, is you just had to, uh, you know, keep your foot down on the pedal or... I don't remember if it was a lever or a pedal on the floor, but uh, it was just fun to go through it. And uh, what I loved about our old Tomorrowland way back was the fact that it had so much incredible kinetic energy. 
you would walk into Tomorrowland, guys, and you had the monorail going around. You had our people movers. You had the Skyway coming from Fantasyland through the Matterhorn to Tomorrowland. The Autopia cars, you know, in front. Uh, you had the submarines, and it it just it was. They on the people mover. They used to say one of the parts of the spiel on the people mover was Tomorrowland is a world on the move, and it literally was. Yeah, because there was movement everywhere. Especially when the Carousel Theater, the old Carousel of Progress Theater, that was spinning, and so you'd see the building turning as well. It's, I don't think they'll ever be able to recreate that. Unfortunately, I don't think. But I feel like ours is now the old Tomorrowland was kind of felt that way as well. Mm -hmm. It's just the decor was very drab. It was just pretty much blue and white, mm -hmm. uh, and the, the Carousel had the the stripe, the blue um, vertical stripes on it that went from uh, fat to skinny along it. So as it spun, it, it gave you that, oh, that yeah. weird, like, uh, and then they painted it with the gears and, and such that I b believe they're going, I believe they repainted yeah, it. Yeah, they just the repainted it not too long ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know that they what they went to. I don't, I, mean, I don't remember, but... I'll find out in 30-something days when we're there. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I feel like what you just described is kind of how our Tomorrowland is now. It's very busy, not only because of the people that walk through it, but there's a ton going on. I feel like the background music is the loudest in that area, which is fine because it's my favorite. But you have the people mover. You can hear the the audio for that going around. you got the, the uh, speedway still. You know, the carousel's turning. There's now there's these dance parties and such that go on. You know, Space Mountain set in the back, so that doesn't really affect anything. It's just a very very busy. You got that. You hear the astro. You hear the air being uh, let out from the astro orbiter up on top. You know, go, going up and down, and it's just a lot of yeah. There's just a lot of stuff going on in that area. You just in RJ, that corridor. Thank you. You just reminded me, and I totally forgot about this. We had our what was called the I think they were called the Astrojets, which was yeah well that's yeah. What, yeah, and those you know at the time uh, so that was just one more of these elements of something moving and I think it was pretty much the you know as Walt would say the weenie that would get you into Tomorrowland was seeing these jets so high yeah. up. Um, Where was that in Disneyland? Like what was it on top? Of? <laughs> It's still there. The, the People Mover platform and all of the tracks for the People Mover are still in place. Right. Um, and right, I know right that. Right smack kind of in the middle of uh, Tomorrowland towards the back in front of the old Carousel of Progress building, which now is our uh, Star Wars meet and greet, I think. It's pretty much exactly okay. like what Magic Kingdom was. It, it's just yeah. this building that sits out in the middle of nowhere with this platform on top of it. Yep. They've, okay. they've taken the apparatus and putting like satellite dishes and stuff on the end of it to make it look high tech and you can uh, but if you okay. really look at it you can tell it's the old astro orbiter yeah okay and unfortunately that doesn't what what they've got up there now it used to do this really cool thing I guess every 30 minutes or just maybe you know 30 minutes or hour that where it was supposedly contacting outer space and it would spin and all the things would go up and down. And I haven't even seen it do that and I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's it was a cool idea. Um, 
part of the big issue for all of this was when they took out the people mover, they put in the rocket rods, but it was <laughs> it was horribly planned, guys. It was horribly planned. I rode it, you know, a handful of times, I'd say. <laughs> but I'd say give me my people mover any day. <laughs> I've I've oh. heard so much horrible things about that, and then didn't wasn't there after that? I know we're not doing uh, history of old attractions, but wasn't there something that was even worse that came after that? The uh, wasn't like Superstar Limo or something like that. That was in a different. Or am I park, thinking of? But yeah, was, that's in DC. That was in a different. It was horrendous. Oh, okay. oh it <laughs> yes. was okay, but <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I heard those rocket rod things were 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 billed to be like the greatest thing in the world, but they, it never worked, and it was just. Horrible. When I You'd... went to the Magic Kingdom <laughs> in, I think, 2015, I made my family go on the People Mover probably seven times because I just loved it. They need to bring it back. That's that's normal for us, too. Okay. It's just, I'll, I'll go Nobody on Nobody else got it. No, they were like, I, we're next to Space Mountain. You want to go on this thing? <laughs> I love that. That's I love that attraction. I, you know, said it on here a million times, but there's just, it's just, there's nothing like it. During the day, during the evening, during fireworks, I've uh, been on it at all, and that's the best thing about the. Well, it used to be called it was called the Star Jets originally, mm -hmm. and now it's called the Astro Orbiter. And I know so many people that are just scared to death of it because they like not because it's a spinner, but because of how high mm -hmm. it is. Now I don't spinners start bother me now. Just the older I've gotten, I'll go on them because my kids enjoy them, but I kind of have to like just stare and focus at one mm -hmm. part of the vehicle. I can't look around. Otherwise it's going to bother me. Those things don't bother me. And I don't know why, <laughs> maybe because I'm a million miles in the air and I turn into like a six year old because uh, quick story. Then you let you guys move on. I'll never forget as a kid going up there, probably the f first time I remember it was either me and my father went up, or maybe I was old enough to go by myself, and it was myself and my brother. And I'll never forget. Now, the one in Magic Kingdom, you go up like this. Looks like a, you know, it's kind of modeled after a, uh, like a rocket launch type platform. So you go up this red elevator that's basically like has just the gates that close. And I don't know, I think enough people fit for the whole thing. I, I'm not sure how many jets are on it. Maybe 10, and it's two per jet, so maybe 20 people fit in the mm -hmm. thing. Or 24. Maybe it's maybe it's 12 of them. I'm, I don't know. So, But I remember when you got out, I, I was a kid, and and the old system was the, the cast members would speak onto a microphone saying they'd have a little thing they'd say, make sure you're buckled and everything else after they'd go around, and then they would do, like, a countdown. They're like, five, three, two, one, prepare for blast-off. Mm -hmm. And I remember the the they loaded the ride before it was... My turn would have been in on the next series, and they let me say the little oh, wow. blast-off spiel. <laughs> I will never, ever forget that. I never, ever will forget that. I was probably eight or ten years old. And I know there's a great picture of me and my father on that my mother probably took on those on the with the old theming where they were just red and white in the old Tomorrowland. That's cool. And so that's just just a memory I'll always have on that. And I know my kids have been on it, but the the only the, the problem with that ride is the line gets so long just because the load and unload takes forever. Yeah, load everybody on the elevator, up the elevator, down the elevator. It's, it just takes forever. So it, it gets the queue gets ridiculous backed up into Tomorrowland. But that's I mean, I I you know as a classic spinner ride, it's just to me, it's just great. You're up in the air, it's space themed, and it's just you know you're you can see frigging everything from up there. So you're absolutely it's, right. It's pretty cool. And going and 
one other thing you were saying about how they had like uh, in Disneyland you said they had like some sort of apparatus up there to make it seem like they were contacting space or whatever and it was something that was supposed to do mm-hmm. something on top of ours they had the same thing they had like the planets that, that used to spin and do everything else and, and they lit up and everything and they just got done I think earlier this year I think when we were there in April they had just got done trying to repair the whole thing with the with the gear mechanism and everything else and it was supposed to be because they all used to spin mm-hmm. it, it was almost like the solar system and it was really really cool because it was high up and it was, that was moving the other thing was moving it was just really badass so that's ours now is down in the front of Tomorrowland in front uh, you know in front of where the people mover tracks still are and the people mover tracks from my understanding they could never use them to put like because I would say God put the people mover back but I guess um, OSHA and all the regulations it would never be able to live up to you know the current regulations so I am just hoping they do wow. something with our Tomorrowland, but there's a huge difference having that uh, <clears throat> the astral orbiters up in front versus having them back there up on the top of the platform like you described. It's, uh, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, you could see, you know, for miles when you were up on top of the old one, and you know. Yeah. But I guess for the kids, you know, as long as they're getting rocket and spinning around, maybe it doesn't make as much of a difference to them. No, probably doesn't until they till you get our age and you you know you start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it seems like before before you guys, uh, it seems like no matter which way you go, and I feel this being the same for the Magic Kingdom, at least the way my family does it, you always end up in Tomorrowland last and at night. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because that's how it always ha- and which is a hundred percent fine with me because it is my favorite land in the magic kingdom like, i love the background music and it all lit up and futuristic and neon stuff all over the place and they just repainted all the rocks and stuff i could just sit in tomorrowland at night and not do anything just listen to the music and watch people <laughs> so I, I just think it's funny how no matter what coast you're on and which way you're going <laughs> that at least for, for the sake of the five four of us talking everybody's ending up in the same spot at the end of the day that or frontierland those are the two places yeah. i always end up it's either a really loud yeah. crazy ending to the night with neon lights in tomorrowland with the live performances on the stage or it's quiet yeah. on the water barely any light in frontierland they're very oh, different yeah. experiences <laughs> that's the best frontierland is very serene here too at night like it's there's nothing going on you know, at Frontierland at night. You know, you, Country Bears doesn't stay open late sometimes, so it's just like, if you're not walking to queue up for the parade, which there is no parade anymore at night, you're the only reason you're walking into Tomorrowland is to A, go back around towards Pirates, or to head to Thunder or Splash. So you can just, you know, definitely hang out and just chill. One thing I wanted to mention, since you mentioned the timing there, if we are hitting a good time for either the fireworks... Or like when the Main Street Electrical Parade was here for the whatever six months or whatever it was here, it's great to go to the Plaza Gardens restaurant, which is directly across from the the Jolly Holiday, just on the other side of the hub, and they have oh right. RJ, they have some of the best fried chicken. I love it. Yep. Their chicken and mashed oh, potatoes yeah. and gravy. No joke. No joke. So we will go there and we'll either get a spot on the veranda 
and try to see. Um, there are certain spots where you can see the castle. You can see Tinkerbell coming down and the fireworks. If we want to watch the parade, we'll get a table down at the ground level. Now, granted, you are behind people, you know, that are out on Main Street watching the parade. But you're far enough back that for like Main Street Electrical Parade, you can pretty much still get a good view of it. And uh, it is just fantastic from there. And the food is wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, that makes it even better. <laughs> and then we, uh, for us, we end our day by uh, the trip back down Main Street and looking in the shops. You know, we'll do some shopping either in Tomorrowland or in uh, the Haunted Mansion shop. What is that one, Jess? Uh, Port, Port Orleans? Uh, Port, Port Royal, right? Port is that Royal. the. Yeah. What used to be one of a kind antiques. Yeah. I can't remember if Port Royal is the Haunted Mansion one or the... Pi oh, no. Pieces of Eight is the Pirates one. So it's Port Royal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, we got to talk historic Disney. Uh, yes. But the, um, <laughs> we, we make our way down Main Street. And just like you, Jess, our last thing going out after that last-minute restroom run is to walk by the firehouse one more time, give one more tip of the hat to Walt and say thank you. And then out the front gate, and that's our whatever it was, our whole day or just our evening. And uh, that's pretty much the way we always end it. <sighs> I wish I was there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's really cool. In listening to, to both of you, uh, it seems like there's really no right or wrong way. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you'll get people that probably argue about which way is the correct way and what to do first and now with with fast passes and you know if they're implementing the magic band system to there I'm sure that'll change a lot of people's direction that they head in or their their plan mm -hmm. yeah I know it did I know it did for here hugely and even though it's been quite a few years since it's been implemented I still have troubles and hang-ups with it just because I'm not a super planner type person as uh, as Adrian is and, and a lot of people are who plan on going there I'm I'm more the walk in and let me figure out what I wanted to do the old legacy paper fast pass system was perfect the way it was and I you know I know where they changed it but it, to me it wasn't necessary I, I got around we got around fine with that and so. I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent I don't know what this new max pass is going to do i don't understand enough about it yet to to know but um in all honesty for us with the frequency that we go down if we go down and we don't make it on any attraction you know that's okay because we can go down you know a few weeks later or a month later and catch something that we didn't catch the last time so i never worry about right you know did we make it on something or not yeah yeah, that's how I feel too. And for me, if I find, you know, what I call like a hidden gem, a little detail or something I hadn't seen before, that to me is as exciting as going on an yes. attraction because it's learning something new at a place you've been to a million times. So I, yes, I obviously exactly. take a lot of pictures for my blog. So sometimes my mom comes with me because she doesn't like roller coasters and she and I will spend the day going basically from snack place to snack place just taking pictures and walking around and taking in the scenery and that's an awesome day for me even if i'm not going from ride to ride that's so true yeah definitely i mean which i realize is a luxury because most people when they go 
they can only go that one time and you have to maximize every second. But I guess I would just right. say if you're a person that really doesn't like roller coasters, there's still plenty to do at Disneyland. So don't let that be the reason why you don't go. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I 100% agree. And I'm, I'm at that point now, and it took me years of even going with my kids to realize to be at that point. Because as I explained before about going on Small World, it took a few years and a lot of mistakes with the kids, at least with my older two, because there's a big gap between my second and third uh, child of doing it in that way. When we first started going with the kids, we kind of hit it as how we used to do it with my parents and uncle and when we would all go down together and it's kind of like you know we were first bus to the park or if we drove down from connecticut you know in the parking lot and you know at, at the gate for rope drop and mm. we wouldn't leave until the end of the night and you know there's there's nothing more wrong with doing that when you have young <laughs> children because they, i don't care what kind of stroller you have, they're not going to get the rest that they need in the midday for your evening to be enjoyable. So, especially if you want to stay all together as a family and not, you know, the wife or the, the husband bring back the children to the room and the other ones stay back and yada, yada, yada. So we made many mistakes before we learned how to kind of do it the right way. And all and with all the new stuff coming online with Magic Bands and everything else in the mix. So it was like a whole relearning process for myself. And my wife had not gone as often as I had uh, with her family as when she was growing up. So it was all of it was mostly new to her, especially going with my wacky family, who was, you know, like the Energizer bunnies. Um, <laughs> and I tell you, my my parents and my and my aunt and uncle, my father's brother, they go down a lot, just the four of them. And they will still do that even if without the kids. They will go and they will get there at the when the park opens and they'll stay all friggin' day sixteen hours. Oh, like if the Magic Kingdom's wow. open from seven until yeah. But they they take their time. They stroll. They don't do roller coasters. They'll book. They like eating is their big thing. So they'll book three meals a day. They'll do a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. So that's what their most of their time is spent sitting at a restaurant. But but yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't. You know, and they're all in their mid sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still go like I'm. The more I go now, and I'm not old by any means, I'm 41, but I want to just stroll. Mm-hmm. And it's hard now because now that I have a, a, a teenager and a preteen, they want to just go. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm, not running, I'm not running around this place. It's not happening. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. The line is what it is. There's a wonderful word that starts with a P called patience. You're going to learn it. <laughs> I didn't have fast passes growing up, and I was just fine. Right. <laughs> so, but I'll get off my soapbox. The big now. difference, <laughs> the, the huge difference, I think, when at least I can speak for me, growing up going to Disneyland, at the time, you know, <clears throat> even 11, 12 years old, if my dad brought my, you know, me and my a couple of my friends or something, or even me and one other friend, or just just my dad and I, oh, okay, go ahead, go and ride haunted mansion go on do whatever you're going to do and back then you didn't have to worry as much or maybe it just wasn't as much on everybody's mind you know but you didn't have the crowds that you have now yeah oh yeah you didn't have the crowds because i remember my brother and i are two years apart i'm two years older than him so i i want to say by the time i had gotten into high school 
So I'd be 14, he was 12. We had a little bit of freedom where the two of us would go and do a few things like, you know, my parents would say, okay, in a couple of hours, meet us back over here. And we would go, because then once we were old enough to do Space Mountain and, and Splash, and so then my father would stop. My mother never could go on them because she had had back surgery and shoulder surgery, and she just doesn't enjoy them. So she never would go on them anyway. So my father, who gets very motion sickness, he can't even go on. He couldn't even go on, like, the carousel, really, as he got older, because it would bother him. He would have to, you know, Dramamine on the plane, you know, the whole thing. So once we were old enough to to go on the roller coaster by ourselves, they they loved it, because then it was like they didn't have to deal with it anymore. I think I was a teenager before I went on Space Mountain myself, because my father just, he knew it would bother him. So he just, he we couldn't go until my brother and I were brave enough and old enough to do it ourselves. <laughs> Thunder Thunder Mountain, he'll go on, and he'll still go on that to his day because he loves that one and he loves Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. But uh, but space, n- none of the uh, none of the elders will go on space anymore. So it's just just the kids. Well, now. guys, would oh, thund- I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, would no, you I'd- believe that um, the same friend that I mentioned earlier, Ninth Rook? <clears throat> we've known each other since high school, and in 1980, he and I and another friend took the bus from. Santa Monica to into downtown Los Angeles, got on a Gray Line bus, which was kind of like a Greyhound type bus, out to Disneyland for the first 25 hour party for Disneyland's 25th birthday. Oh so, boy! So it was three of wow. us. So we would have been 15 years old, I think, at the time. 14, 15 years old, and uh, we were at Disneyland from the afternoon. All the way through the night until I don't even know what time, sometime the next afternoon. And then we went and took the bus back, you know, back home. But, wow, <laughs> you know, there's nothing like I can't even tell you. We'd go into the Fantasyland Theater and sit back and, and take a nap for 15 minutes or go in America Sings, take a nap for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You'd walk past the Haunted Mansion and there'd be people sprawled out on the wall at the time. They didn't have a uh, fence. And people would just be laying on walls and on benches, just snoozing away. But yeah, <laughs> a whole different experience. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Different oh, yes. times. That's for sure. Good memories. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I mean that was fantastic. I don't know you got uh, e- either. You two have anything uh, in closing, like uh, Jessica? What's your? I guess uh, I know Rick had mentioned about. I think you said something before about where you like to stake out for fireworks. So now, what's what's the nighttime deal out there now? Like uh, the fireworks and w- which parade is is uh, is the electrical parade now done? It, it's run is over there for now. Yes. So. Yeah. And Paint the Night, from what I understand, is going to California Adventure now. So I okay. don't think Disneyland is going to have a nighttime parade, unless I'm wrong. I don't know if you've heard something different, Rick. Mm-mm, that sounds pretty much like what I've heard, too. Okay. So I'm going to have to rethink my strategy. But what I used to do is, it, it, I guess it would depend if I wanted to see Fantasmic in the fireworks or the parade in the fireworks. Because... Paint the Night or Electrical Parade was on at the same time as Fantasmic. So oh, if okay. I have a, a dinner package mm. or something, obviously that's different and you're in the seating area. But uh, assuming I just stumbled across it, I liked to just sit in 
either one of the benches on in Frontierland or in the Rancho del Zocalo patio because I didn't really feel the need to see all the projections because I've seen the show, but I love listening to the soundtrack and the music. And they have speakers everywhere okay. so you can hear it. So I would listen to Fantasmic uh, and then watch the fireworks. Or if I wanted to see the parade, I would stake out a spot by the flagpole. And then I'd, because then you can still kind of see down Main Street when they did the projections there. And then when the parade right. comes down, because it swings around, you get to see it up close. So that was always my strategy. Yes. Nice. That's, yeah, that's I'd have very to say, cool. I've got to remember that, Jess. Well, now it's yeah. thrown out the window because the nighttime parade's in the other park, so i got to figure something yeah. else out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was always a coveted spot in Disney World, too, was around the the flagpole by the train station or on the pl- train station platform because then you're just seeing everything. In Disneyland, the in... train station platform is VIP seating. Oh, see, here it's it's first come, first serve, and people literally will sit there from, like, after lunch. Wow. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. Sorry. Well, uh, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a little exaggerating, but, like, if the first parade is at 8 o'clock, there's probably people there from 5. Well, they recently changed ours out here, I think. Just tell me if this sounds uh, like what you've heard. They changed ours so you're not allowed to hold seats for more than an hour in advance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they try to enforce that. As here soon too. as they put up the I, I the markers so. of where where they block out the ropes, then you're allowed to stake out a right. spot. But before that, they'll clear you out. Yeah, I think they're trying to trying to do that as well because people were just getting ridiculous, even for the afternoon parade. Yeah. You know the the the, the regular three the festival of fantasy people were sitting down at one o'clock. I'm like, you kidding me? <laughs> because everybody wants to see it. Everybody wants to see it on Main right. Street. Go back, go back to the other end by, uh, at least in Disney World, in Frontierland, around by Country Bears or where it ends near Splash Mountain. And, yeah, there's a crowd, but it's not anywhere near, like, you're not eight people deep on the sidewalks of Main right. Street. I mean, I, now I know, I, know this, I know the walkways on our Main Street are a lot deeper than Disneyland's, probably just, you know, learning yeah. from their mistakes. It but. has made life easier because if I want to go into a shop, like Crystal Arts or, or one of the really tiny shops, you basically, you either have to start on one de- end of Main Street and wind yes. your way through all the stores, or you have to try to cut across, you know, seven rows of people sitting right. there. So it's definitely made shopping a lot easier. Oh Well, it just makes flow easier. And it was just annoying when people would line up that deep and that early for, that, for those things. So, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I remember before Wishes... When it was fantasy in the sky, we would if we were in the front of the park, we would watch from usually the hub or somewhere in that area. But I remember many a times watching from where Mickey's Philharmagic is now, and then by the carousel. It used to be, well, it was a Lion King show. It was that was where Mickey Mouse Review was, and you would hear the soundtrack, but you'd get a totally different vantage point. And there was nobody ever back there because everybody wanted to be in the front mm. of the park. You'd see the fireworks would be coming from over your head. So you wouldn't have, like, the castle as the backdrop. You'd be looking up more, but it was really, really cool. It was just a different uh, just a different vantage, a different viewing option. And But I remember many a times with Wishes, they would not pump the music in behind Cinderella Castle. Because what they would do is a lot of it's blocked yes. off for the, fo- for the fallout for the uh, perimeter fireworks that they shoot off. So you can't get anywhere near beyond the carousel. So standing over by now where Winnie the Pooh is, where Mr. Toad was, and before the mine train was built, 
or even when they were constructing all of New Fantasyland, standing back there, number one was fantastic. You wouldn't hear the music, or maybe you kind of would, because you'd hear it bleeding in from uh, the, the bridge on Tomorrowland by Cosmic Rays, but the, the fireworks were so friggin' loud, because that's where they're coming from, o over the water behind Space Mountain. I loved standing back there, because it was so, so loud, and then when the finale would come, it was like, uh, oh man, it was like a war zone. <laughs> For lack of a better term, because it was just so, so loud, because everything would be echoing off of all the new Fantasyland buildings that they were, and bouncing off of the castle and everything else. There was nowhere for the sound to go. So it was just, to me, it was fantastic, because I liked the loudness of the fireworks. It was just, it was insane. It was really, really crazy. <laughs> you raised a great point, because for us out here, if you want to go on certain uh, Fantasyland attractions like Alice in Wonderland and stuff, or even, uh, I believe they do this with Small World too. Just if, tell me if I'm wrong. But they close off because everything gets, all the fireworks are shot off from back there. Yeah. <clears throat> they close them down early, fairly early. Yeah, Toontown closes the gate at, I think, 7 or something. So the, I think the only touring mistake you could genuinely make at Disneyland would be trying to do um, Toontown first or last. Because it opens late yes. and it closes early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found that out the hard way. We walked all the way back there and found out it wasn't open first thing in the morning. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Read your times guide. Yeah, Jennifer. well. Hop on the train at the stop right there and just do a loop. <laughs> well, that was the other part of the problem. The train wasn't running in March when we were there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, you did not call Jessica. And it didn't you. help that we were. Sorry. <laughs> no, and it didn't help that we were there the weekend of the 50th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean either. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was fun time. Frontierland and New Orleans Square and all that area back there was just a zoo. Yeah, but you got to see cool stuff. I did. <laughs> and and wait and in, wait in line two and a half hours for Pirates. <laughs> At D twenty three, the the Pirates exhibit. RJ, you would have gone nuts. Oh, I know. For I, that exhibit, I remember and I looked at the pictures that you sent. Yeah, no, I know. It, Definitely right up my alley. That's for sure. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Get there one of these days. <laughs> They're sure as hell not going to stop doing it, so <laughs> I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry about rushing there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's a good spot to wrap everything up. It was definitely uh, a lot of information, and I enjoyed hearing both parallels you guys had and the, and the, and the similarities on, on how you tour um, so I definitely can't wait to get out there myself either try one of those suggestions or you know figure it out for myself um, or hire Jessica for the day and <laughs> and make her wear her tiara and I'll stand behind and push her in one of those princess carriage strollers so she can pretend that she's you in You do not have to ever force me to wear the tiara. <laughs> you have to carry... I think I'm just going to go get one of the Matterhorn macaroons and then tag her in every picture there I take of it. There you go. That's right. <laughs> They're so good. An I hate Instagram coconut star. everything and I love those. So. Oh, wow. Uh, that's funny. You have to bring a scepter though and wave and do like a wave. Like I'll, I want you to be like full-on royalty. When I'm there, oh, I'll be like, the Elena. I'll be like, Elena has a pretty cool scepter. That's right. I have to get she that. Does. There you go. I'll be like your peasant following you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to be my pirate, right? When we're in New Orleans Square, you have to protect oh, me from the other pirates. That works for me. I have a hat. <laughs> I have one of those old school uh, that you used to be able to buy, the wooden uh, click guns, too. Oh, nice. yeah. They, they might take that away from you now, but you I could probably try. couldn't even get in the park with it. I have a couple of them. Yeah. I have a couple of those old ones. The old, like, wooden heavy ones. <laughs> nice with the metal... You know, the little thing you'd cock it back and push the trigger. Those were the beauties. Oh, man. Those were Those awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad I got some Well, you know what stuff. the funny story was when I noticed while I was there was they don't sell them in the park, but they sell them at the Disney store in downtown Disney. Oh, really? Which, which is inside, <laughs> if you understand how they've done security there now, is inside the security perimeter. Oh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. So you can go buy one at at the downtown Disney Disney store and probably carry it in. Nobody even knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that security perimeter perimeter is new, so they clearly haven't caught on yeah, yet. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. First time some kid. <laughs> but it is working. It is working out a lot better than I thought it would. And yeah. I think it does save a lot of time. Yeah, I like it a lot better. Oh, definitely the one in Disney World. How they changed it at the Magic Kingdom is leaps and bounds better than they used to have it without a doubt so i'm glad that they yeah straighten that out yeah, this is definitely a, a good time to wrap things up and i want to thank rick for uh coming on again and You're doing welcome. this episode with us because uh we all know we could use more disneyland love <laughs> we, we try to spread it out as much as we can for poor jessica but you guys just need you need more land and do more stuff <laughs> you get to brag when uh, Star Wars comes online before ours, <laughs> and then you guys. <laughs> we will, we will. You'll be in the spotlight for a while when that happens for sure. So, all right. So, Rick, uh, Rick, before we go, you want to uh, just tell us how we can find you out there. Uh, I know you're only on Twitter, but you want to give out your uh, handle there. Yeah, I am Captain Nemo eighty six, and uh, on Twitter. And um, I one thing I wanted to just throw out there. To anybody who's out in here in California, there's an amazing event coming up at the the end of September, September 23rd. Um, I'm going to be going to it. Um, it is a, a trip to Garner Holt. They're the audio animatronics figure creators. And it's going to be uh, hosted by Bob Gurr, the famous Imagineer. Oh, cool. Oh. So they're going to walk us through the facility. Bob Gurr is going to talk about the history of audio animatronics because he worked on Mr. Lincoln and so many other things uh, at Disney. And so any listeners, check it out. Um, I think you can find it on uh, Bob Gurr's website or the Orange County, I think it's called the Orange County Register website. But it's going to be September 23rd, and it sounds like it's going to be awesome, and I'll tell you guys about it uh, after it takes place. Very good. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So we thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this tour of Disneyland. Coming up soon, we will definitely hit the other parks, California Adventure, Epcot, the Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Do we have to do Hollywood Studios? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bang that out in about 20 minutes. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, at the rate at the rate that we've been doing these, one every six months. If we save that one for last, at least <laughs> yeah, at, Pixar Land will be open. at least Toy Story Land will be open. So maybe we'll wait until then. So. 
who knows? <laughs> um, but <laughs> we thank you for. You're going to be in the Indianapolis area on August 26th. We'll uh, we're having our 10th anniversary indie Disney meet, and it's going to be a blast. We've doubled the space this year. Uh, it's held at the fairgrounds right here in Hamilton County in Noblesville, Indiana, which is on the northeast side of Indy. And we got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of people coming this year. Uh, Yeehaw Bob, which I don't know how many of you are familiar with him, but he does performances at Port Orleans Resort at the River Roost Lounge. We've got Herbie the Love Bug coming. Of course, you know, our, our favorite people, the the princesses from Frozen, the uh, 501st Legion, which is a fan group that does Empire and Rebel costuming from Star Wars will actually be here. And there's some of that in the video that I posted. It's a carry-in. Uh, everybody brings food and holy cow, we end up with a ton of it. Everything from savory to sweet. Uh, they usually have a machine set up. Uh, doing Dole Whips. Uh, we have drawings and things like that. But all the money that we raise goes to uh, Give Kids the World, which is the the little community in Florida where basically Make-A-Wish takes their kids for kids that are, you know, come down with cancer and it's their Make-A-Wish to go to Disney World. So, so all the money we raise for that goes towards that charity and we're also going to be doing a group podcast from there there'll be several of us there i know uh, mike relman from be our guest podcast is going to be there he started coming last year it'll be a really good time so if you're in the area and i'll i'll be talking about it the next few podcasts up probably even until that weekend so they have a kid's room with kids activities and they always have character meet and greets in there face painting I love a DJ. At some point, they show a couple movies for the kids, and uh, it's a good time. So come on out. We encourage you to go and follow us over on our website at thedizexplorers.com, where you can find links to all our social media accounts for both the podcast and our individual troopers. And also, download. please download our podcast either using right from our website or also you can find us on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and also on YouTube for audio only. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next time. And a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> if you would like to join our to join us. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. <laughs>